the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Alrighty, everybody. Well, uh, I'm not Andrea Kay, unfortunately, uh, but Andrea Kay is on a very, very much needed and much deserved vacation. Look, we all know that Andrea works very, very hard and that she puts on the best show in radio, so I think that she's earned a couple of days off. However... My name is Riley Lewis. Uh, I am a producer and a writer for Tipping Point with Kara McKinney over at One American News. I've been making some rounds on the show lately with Andrea. She's a very good friend of mine and something of a mentor, I would like to say. Uh, and so is, by the way, DJ Potato Skins, uh, who's in the house tonight. Um, but I'm also joined by a special friend we'll talk to in a minute. So again, I'm working over at One American News, but I wanted to uh, talk to you s- uh, tonight about some stuff because I'm guest hosting for Andrea, just filling in for tonight, this Friday Eve, and for tomorrow. Um I'm joined tonight by another friend of mine, actually, a good friend of mine, someone who's very smart and very bright, who's coming to me from One American News as well. But I, I just want to go over the topics tonight because I'm looking at all these stories about, you know, Trump surrendering. And I just want to say he's not surrendering anything, okay? He's playing along, he's cooperating as he should. But Donald Trump, the 45th president and hopefully the 47th president of the United States of America, which is turning into a banana republic, certainly did not surrender tonight. Obviously, you know, all these legacy media stations are running with the uh, the mugshot, which is uh, very fierce, actually. He, he does not look like he's playing around. And I know that Fannie Willis isn't either, but she's also been doubting elections for a long, long time. But it's not a crime if you're a Democrat. You can doubt all the elections you want in 2016, 2018, 2020, 2022, and I'm sure they will again in 2024, and they get away with it. That's the problem. They never seem to be held accountable. They don't. They play by their own rules, and if they don't like the rules, they rewrite them over and over and over again. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about this upcoming trial here in October. We're also going to talk about Donald Trump and his interview on X with Tucker Carlson and why that was a very smart decision, because Donald Trump doesn't need to debate with some of these unserious candidates. I mean, in what world are people going to expect to see Chris Christie and Donald Trump talking to each other and having a serious conversation about policy issues that really matter to the American people and certainly to the conservative base? Uh, Chris Christie is a clown and Asa Hutchinson and all, many, many other people on that stage, and we're going to talk about it. So joining me tonight is Mr. Cameron Malstrom. I'm the executive producer of Tipping Point with Kara McKinney over at One American News. He's a very good friend of mine. I'm very happy to have him in the studio. Thanks for joining me, Cameron. Thank you so much for having me, Riley. It's a pleasure to be here. 
So uh, I just want your take really quickly because you look at all these, you know, irrelevant press, you know, uh, outlets, I guess, if you still want to call them news organizations saying that, you know, Donald Trump was trying to overthrow the election of 2020 in Georgia. And allegedly he had this phone call with Brad Raffensperger, the secretary of state at the time. And he said, Brad, I need you to find me some votes, except he never said that. The Washington Post had to correct their headline and said, disclaimer, now that we have audio of the phone call, we know that that never happened, but we're still going to sell you this propaganda and we're still going to bring charges against him, which, by the way, doesn't mean he's done anything. It just means that you found a bunch of partisan jurors who say, yeah, we think that there's enough to charge. So go ahead and bring indictments forward. So just quickly, what are some of your thoughts here? Well, as they say, you know, you can indict a ham sandwich, so it doesn't really mean anything that he's being indicted. But uh, you were just saying earlier that uh, 45th president, hopefully 47th, but I don't think it's really a hopefully thing anymore. I think it's pretty much assured at this point. I think what happened today, the travesty of justice we're all seeing play out in front of us is going to turn so many people that maybe up until now weren't huge fans of Trump and didn't like his behavior or whatever, but now they, they, they see that this is happening to him and they know that it can happen to them and they see the weaponization going after a political opponent at the most convenient time possible for them, of course. Absolutely. They're going to see through this charade. And uh, I think, you know, it's all, it's terrible. We know that, but in the long run, I think this is a, it's a good thing because it's going to wake people up. Yeah, and that's and that's my question is, do you think this trial is going to activate people? Because I think that Donald Trump is the most electable candidate in the field right now for the Republican Party. I, I don't think anybody even comes close to him, and it doesn't matter what we're talking about. Um, it doesn't matter who, whether it's Vivek or Ron DeSantis, and we'll talk about them both later. But I am wondering, do you think this is going to mobilize support? Do you think people are going to come around him? And maybe possibly some of these candidates will drop out if they're smart, and they will throw their support behind Trump and say, we we all need to unite the Republican Party. Do you see that kind of unity coming out of this? I do see this getting more of the moderates on to Trump's side in regards to the candidates that are already out there. I don't see them dropping out because if they were smart, they wouldn't be running against him to begin with. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I just I question the the sanity of these people running against him. Who are, who are these candidates who think they have anywhere near the level of support that well, Trump does when he's 40 points ahead of them? Why are they even bothering? Like, who, are there where are these Republican voters that are just clamoring for a better option than Donald Trump? He was the best president in my opinion, that our country has ever had out of all presidents. And I think Amen. most Republicans would agree with me on that. And uh, I just don't see anybody else even having a tiny bit of a chance. So then what's the what's the next best alternative? I mean, they're they're honestly with most of these candidates. None of them are really serious. I think I think Vivek has potential, but there's a lot that I'm seeing. And there's a lot of chum in the water and some some rumors that seem to be coming true. And I, I don't know how to feel about Vivek. Some people say he's just, a, you know, another one of these, um, you know, snake oil salesmen or charlatans. You know, he, he, some people say he's a fraud. And I don't know if that's true. But I do wonder if he's trying to be Trump's VP or if he's trying to ride some coattails there or sort of jump on the Trump train because right now is, is you know, he's a hot ticket. Trump's always a hot commodity, but especially when the entire deep state has shown us their hand. This is a personal vendetta. Fannie Willis was tweeting November 4th of 2020, we need to have a team of lawyers watching over every single ballot box to make sure there's no fraud. And she said you should start here in Georgia because this state could decide the election. And then they, <laughs> let's just say it wasn't a free and fair election, and now they're going after Trump for doing absolutely nothing, for seeking out legal advice from lawyers as if that's a crime. So I, I, I do wonder, like, do you think some of these other candidates are, are going to try to ride coattails or do you think they're I mean, what, what, what's the point here? 
I mean, I do think that based on the limited amount of the debate, I mean, I did see all the debate last night after, of course, watching Trump's interview on uh, X with Tucker. But uh, once I got into it, I was realizing that the only seemingly the only candidate that I saw that uh, wasn't riding coattails was Vivek. And uh, I personally think he's angling for a VP spot. He says all the right things like we were saying earlier and people question those motives, but I don't necessarily think there's anything nefarious about it. I think he knows he's young, he's new, he's fresh, and he takes Trump's side on pretty much everything that I've seen. And uh, he wants the VP spot. Absolutely. That's how I see it. It was, it was such, uh, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of debates anyway, but I thought that it was, uh, well, let's just say it wasn't very refreshing. And there were a lot of cliches and a lot of hackneyed expressions and a lot of, you know, the same familiar talking points that we've heard for decades, frankly, without any real action in Congress or at the federal level. And it, it's about the economy. It's about the border. It's about picking fights with foreign powers, which some of which are nuclear powers. And even this is someone who I, I could not see myself voting for ever, just for philosophical reasons, but even RFK Jr., whatever you want to think about him, said the Republican debate was, uh, let's just say, tone deaf. So, DJ Skins, if we could uh, cue up clip number one, that'd be great. You know, last night I watched a debate, the Republican debate, and it was it was really surreal for me because <laughs> it seemed so tone deaf. It seemed like they were throwing around uh, kind of cliches from the Reagan era. And I'm looking at people who are sitting at their kitchen table wondering how they're going to pay their medical bills, wondering about how they're going to, you know, they're, how they're going to get the kids out of the house because nobody can afford a house anymore, how they're going to pay for food, how they're going to pay for fuel. And none of those issues was discussed. Nobody was offering policies of, you know, here's what I'm going to do to help. Exactly. The, the, okay. The so, so you hear it, right? I mean, th- there are all these core issues that are impacting conservatives. It's incredibly difficult to start a business. It's becoming so expensive just to live and pay your bills and put food on the table. People like Oliver Anthony understand that. And that's why his song is still topping the global charts, because he's speaking to the forgotten voter. The people that the establishment elites don't care about. They look down upon middle America among, you know, on the common man, people who have to work for a living um, and people who understand what it's like to really starve, what it's like to really be hungry, what it's like to choose between putting gas in your tank and paying your rent. So I, I wonder, like, for for people who, who watch these debates, I don't know what they're trying to get out of it, but is there a key takeaway for you watching that debate? I mean, because for me, the big takeaway is. I'm voting for Trump, and I think that he won the debate, and he's not even in the room. So <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking about it, but in my in my you know uh, uh, in my opinion, Trump won that debate, and he didn't even have to be there to do it. Well, I mean, obviously, he did win the debate by doing his own separate debate. Uh, we were just doing the story on our show today about it, and I'm looking at the the ticker on uh, X right now. It's just about to hit 250 million wow. views, impressions, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I just can't imagine too many people were just stoked to see the beginning of this Republican debate and just see all these other options and just not even listen to what Donald Trump has to say. He just completely sucks the oxygen out of the room because he knows how to market himself and he knows that he's what the people want. Yeah, he well, and that's that's the thing. That's why I wonder. Look, I mean, I guess I'll say for one thing. I'm fine with the debates. I get it's a, an important part of the process for the voter. There are a lot of people who aren't knee-deep in politics who are curious. You know, they're going to see all these names, you know, in, in headlines and news articles, and they wonder, you know, what does that person actually care about? What do they sound like? So there's some small sliver of people that actually want to hear Nikki Haley and Chris Christie talk. Mm, and are you I, sure about that? <laughs> what? I'm not sure about that. I, that's the thing, though. What With these ratings, I mean, 200 and, 250 million people. Let's say between two-thirds and three-fourths of this entire country – 
watched the X interview with with Tucker and Trump. I don't know what these ratings were for these these debates, but I would guess between one and maybe two point five million people total. Probably a little generous, but yeah, a little generous, right? Okay, so then uh, I wonder, like, are these? Do you think these debates are going to do anything? Do you think that they're because the polls? It, I mean. The polls don't look great. It doesn't seem like we have any clear indicators that anybody really benefited from that other than, I guess, Vivek, who's the talk of the town. But it doesn't seem like DeSantis got way more popular. It doesn't seem like Chris Christie is getting any more popular anytime soon. So, I mean, do you think these debates are going to boost anybody or does it feel like there there really wasn't a winner at all and it's not going to do anything for anyone? That's what I was thinking. I mean, when I watched it, I I was expecting somebody to maybe have a breakout moment and people are saying that Vivek did really well, but I don't see it. I don't I don't think he did particularly well. I don't think he did bad. And I think that kind of goes for Ron DeSantis, too. Like he could have done a lot worse, given how precipitously he's declining in the polls lately. But uh, I I, I don't know. I don't think anybody did terrible and nobody did great, uh, except for maybe. Hutchinson and Doug, whatever that, whatever his name is. Yeah, well, look, I think the only time really the shining moment for me is when they decided to ask who's going to stop funding Ukraine if Vivek raised his hand, and then Ron yeah. did sort of you know cautiously. But we're coming up on a break, and we're going to be going to be resuming this conversation. So please stick around after the break. Uh, this is Riley Lewis filling in for the Andrea K or for Andrea K on the Andrea K Show. Andrea K telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Once again, everybody, I am not Andrea K. I am Riley Lewis, uh, tipping point producer over at One American News, and I'm filling in for Andrea, who's on a very, very, very much deserved vacation. She's one of the hardest working people in radio, and I think she has the best and the and the most fun show in radio. So we're we're gonna try to keep her spirit alive and do our best to uh, do her justice because she's out there somewhere listening. I guarantee it, and I just want to make sure that we do her proud. So we're gonna keep going on this theme of Trump and some of the other people in the race right now, but I am wondering about his electability and what this is going to do to him. I mean, this seems like a pretty clear instance of election interference to me. I don't see why this had to happen right now other than the primaries are going, the polls are going, the American public is starting to think about the next election. It's on the back burner, but it's starting to creep into the back of people's minds. And so they're thinking, is Donald Trump worth it? Or am I going to go with someone else? Or am I going to believe the propaganda that's being fed to me? And It just feels a lot like the same kind of election interference we saw in 2016 with the Russia hoax and then the same thing in 2020 with the Hunter Biden laptop story. So I don't know exactly what we can do about it other than vote and vote early and in large numbers and do everything we can to win this next election by a landslide. Um but I'm sure he's got a decent – it seems like he's got a pretty solid legal team, and, and these indictments are just completely ridiculous when you read them. And actually, One American News was mentioned in them, by the way. So if you're curious, apparently watching One American News makes you something of a conspiracy theorist or something, or that helps to advance conspiracies in, in their land. So, uh, But these are the same people who look at reality and say, it's a conspiracy, it's a conspiracy, trust me. Um, so uh, there's no more blind trust in politicians, and that's the thing that people really liked about Trump. He said what was on his mind, and he still does does there's no big secret there's no secret agenda there's no mysterious donors behind him or what you see is what you get exactly what you see face value he and i and actually honest and a transparent person which is very rare especially though in a politician so let's talk about the election do you think this is election interference yeah i mean absolutely like you're talking about the, the timing of it is impeccable for them um i think that maybe they thought that they 
not that I want to give them too too much credit, but I think that they maybe thought that they wouldn't have had to resort to this. But I think they've kind of backed themselves into a corner now because it seems like they're really going to try to put up Joe Biden as their nominee. And I think that they probably figured he was going to have a stroke and die by now or uh, just get out one way or another as dementia would take over and uh, he just wouldn't be capable of doing this. I mean, he's not capable of doing it, um, but they know that they can't put up Kamala. She's even worse and they can't put up somebody else to run against an incumbent, supposedly. So either they they have to do this or they're just going to hope that uh, Gavin Newsom or someone's going to swoop in and save them. But um, yeah, I mean, they could have done this. They could have done this years ago. They could have done this months ago. But no, they got to wait. They got to wait till now. And it's just convenient, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I wonder, uh, I don't think it's going to work. I think this is going to make him more popular. And oh, like, yeah. like we were saying in the first segment at the top of the show, I think this is going to really, really, hopefully it will change the minds of some independents and some weaker Republicans that are just looking at a weaponized DOJ and they can see the writing on the wall because it feels like we're becoming a banana republic. I can't believe that this is actually happening in America. I mean, I I know there's a lot of talk about it and chum about it and people are sort of, you know, following the moment and I get all that, but let's just take a step back for a second. This is the United States of America where you were innocent until proven guilty and this is a man who's being persecuted politically no constitutional rights, no real charges here. A partisan Soros-funded DA goes in front of a partisan jury, not of his peers, in Fulton County and says, well, actually, they posted the indictment before they could even call yeah. in the grand jury for a vote. So it's almost like, you oh, know. Remember, it was a fraudulent document, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. It's a fraudulent document, but it's also, you know, uh, not a fraudulent document. And that's exactly <laughs> how you're going to vote. And the people know to play ball if they know what's good for them, because if they can do it to Trump, they can do it to anybody. The FBI can come to your house, the IRS, the ATF, the DEA. We, we see all this kind of all, all this kind of stuff all the time. But I do wonder, is this almost like a weird boost for his campaign? Do you think he's going to get more popular? I mean, it's hard to imagine how he gets even more popular than what's happening right now. I mean, what else, what is it going to take for anybody to who is not supportive of Trump one way or another before to support Trump? I just I can't see any other thing. Well, there's a little bit of the RDS crowd, you know, the, the DeSantis folks. I, I think that I would like to ask them formally, please, to chill just a little bit. I mean, I like RDS, Ron DeSantis. Is it cool enough to have an acronym now? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's he, so cool. Yeah, yeah I, I know, I know. It's the legacy <laughs> media stuff, and he's, he's not great at branding, and his campaign isn't great either. I mean, Trump knows how to run a campaign. He's he's a very efficient power player, and he's also very tactical. And that's, I think, why he went on X with, with Tucker instead of doing this ridiculous debate. And by the way, they were actually blocking Don Jr. and uh, Larry Elder from getting into this place and from getting into the post-debate spin room. So they're just trying to murder anyone in the MAGA movement. Uh, but I'd like to go to one of these clips because uh, it, they absolutely prevented Donald Trump Jr. from getting into the post-debate spin spin room and this is what i expect from you know uh soviet style parties or places you know third world countries but to see this in america where they're just shutting down debate and they're keeping people out of the public town square for their own sadistic purposes it's absolutely ridiculous and it makes me start to lose faith in america and what we've got here so uh dj potato skins could we go with clip two so they said we weren't able to go in, then they said they were in now that we're here. Wait, wait, and saying, the candidate that said you can't go in the spin room. They're telling me right He's now, Fox, Fox won't that. let me into the spin but room. That's what the American people Fox should know. News, this sir. is the kind of They're telling they him, are. he works for security here, but they're telling him that I'm not allowed to go in there. Because the candidates that they've been boosting while simultaneously trying to cut down Trump for the last, what, two years, didn't perform as they had hoped. So they can have someone who can maybe be a representative of my father. Just like a few weeks ago when I Bingo. was canceled after the first indictment, Bingo. I was scheduled to go on. 
And about five minutes before I'm on, I found out I'm no longer on because apparently I wouldn't be a great surrogate to talk about my father's indictment. Just so we understand what we're dealing with here. So it shouldn't surprise any of us. And it's also why Trump was 100% right to not go to this debate. Exactly. It's beneath him. And when you know that you're walking into a setup because of exactly these kinds of circumstances, you understand exactly what's going on in mainstream media, even conservative. Absolutely. Even conservative, by the way. I mean, I, I used to be a big, big fan of Fox News. I, I used to be... That, yeah. I used to I used to look up to that show. I remember watching when they had early days of Brett Baer and Neil Cavuto and Sean Hannity, and I, I remember some Bill of the O'Reilly. early days. Yeah, in two thousand eight and twenty twelve, and I was I was all about them. But not only are they you know insisting on doing this televised debate and gatekeeping it by limiting the amount of clips that are going to get to social media, but also we have people preventing one of one of the candidates Larry Elder in his case and and Trump but well maybe not preventing Trump but I'm sure that would have been an issue if he decided to go uh I have a feeling there would have been a security issue or there would have been a protest or there would have been something because god forbid they give that man a microphone and sow the seeds of their <laughs> own downfall because the establishment does not want a maga candidate in office and that's why I think that they're pushing people like Mike Pence so hard what do you think I mean, I don't know what to think, honestly. I was just thinking that, like, like you were saying, Fox News has just gone downhill so fast recently, and it makes me wonder who's running the show around there these days. You know, they're getting rid of Tucker. How how monumentally stupid! I don't know if when Chris Licht left CNN, if he just went over to Fox (laughs) immediately and said, "I'm going to do the same things that I was doing over there." But it feels like they've taken a completely different turn ideologically and also politically, because they used to be okay with having someone like Trump on, knowing that he's going to bust up the status quo and he's going to challenge the mainstream narrative and they used to have people like dan bongino and tucker for the exact same reason hard-hitting investigative journalism but then they lost bongino and tucker carlson in the same week and now tucker's on x doing this with trump so i mean is fox news basically just done for you clearly they're not interested in ratings Trump was the biggest rating boom that that network had ever seen. I remember back in 2015 on his first debate, that was just it blew everything out of the water. So why are they why are they so desperate to not have him around? Like, what is their motivation for this? I, I truly don't understand. I guess that's a question for you. I mean, why are they so hostile to him now? What are they afraid of? Well, I mean, I guess that's good for us at OIN, you know, because I think this is going to drive more people to us and people see Fox News for what it is becoming now, I mean, it's still the least bad option of the major yeah. networks, but that's not saying a whole lot. So for everybody listening, uh, tune into One American News because it's the much, much better news broadcasting. Please do. It, it's it's very sad to see what's going on with the press because it doesn't feel like a free press anymore. It feels like like the, the journalists, they're supposed to be watchdogs, right? Always watching the government and watching corporations and watching whomever to make sure that they can report inf- important information to the people. Now it feels like these cable stations are really just lap dogs and they pick who they like and then they basically just serve as a mouthpiece for you and it's sort of an unspoken agreement mike pence we like you you like us we all get money from the same people so we're going to push the same message yeah media is dying anyway on cable so it's they're going down with the titanic so it doesn't really matter anymore absolutely the tiniest violin on the tiniest ship is sinking <laughs> okay everybody thank cameron thank you for joining me tonight i appreciate it thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure absolutely that's cameron maelstrom executive producer of tipping point with Karen mckinney over at one american news thank you thank you ak dynamite in a dress or just andrea k whatever you call her she's on the answer san diego
and a little bit of funk to come back from the break. I like some funky music. I like I like, I like a lot of soul music, but when I hear those horns and then I hear the drum come in and then somebody's throwing down a bass line, I tell you what, man, I, I just I get in the zone. I, I can't help it, man. It it unleashes me a little bit. But you're listening to the Answer San Diego AM 1170. If you want to call in, we've got a caller. That's eight eight eight. 344-1170. The answer, San Diego, AM 1170. Call-in number is 888-344-1170. Again, this is the Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. So we do have a caller. We're going to go ahead and talk with a man named Disaffected Mike. You might know him. He's he's a, a very interesting guy. Mike, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, likewise. It's good to hear uh, you substituting very well for Andrea. So um, the question was asked why Trump uh, isn't being fielded over at Fox News nor his family. There's two reasons why. One, Trump cost them $700 million in a settlement case against Dominion Voting. Uh, Dominion Voting. The other reason why is the, is, is the Murdoch brothers, the two sons of, of, uh, of Murdoch, uh, Daddy Murdoch, are both leftists. So now that they've got the opportunity, they had the opportunity to fire some of their top talent. Um, also, I don't know why Sean Hannity's still around, uh, but you know that's just my opinion. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, they they fired a lot of them, and now they're restructuring uh, Fox News to bend left if it hasn't already been bent left already. So what's um, the? So, so that's the reason why. Well, what's the? So then, what's the future for Fox? Do you think they're going to turn into something of a another CNN or an MSNBC or an MSDNC? Like what? What, what are they trying to do here? Yeah, Who are they? Um, they're going to be. They're going to be a glossy. Uh, you know, think of Vanity Fair, a very nice <laughs> glossy print, and they're going to be basically Vanity Fair, uh, a Vanity Fair news media organization, uh, catering to the. Uh, you know. Uh, more, uh, more. I don't know what's the right word. More elite or more highbrow, <laughs> a discerning leftist connoisseur of news. So um, that's that's basically where they're going to take it. Um, ultimately, you can kind of already see that now. I mean, if they could get rid of uh, Greg Gutfeld and his in his bottom gutter uh, barrel swill comedy, um, they would have done it already. But since he brings in ratings. Um, you know, he's good for something. Well, he, but, so, so uh, then yeah. why do they, why did they not keep Tucker? Why did they not keep, what, what's the deal with that then? If, if it's just about ratings and about keep bringing money into the station, then why would they let Dan Bongino and Tucker go within the same week? Because, because they cost, because they cost them money and somebody has got to pay the price. Somebody has to pay the price. I mean, look at all the lower level talent that they've got uh, swinging around uh, Fox news anyway. I mean, they don't cost them that. They don't cost them that much money. But Tucker did. I'm sure Tucker was making quite a mint over at Fox News, and Bongino was probably making quite a mint too, right? Oh, so, I, mm-hmm. so, you know, so I mean, it's you know, it's, it's, it's you know, after seven hundred million dollars, you have to do a lot of debt consolidation and 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 uh, and money shifting. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's the way that's the way that's going to work. But in reality, but 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 the real, but the more important, honestly, if I can just have one more point. The, the more important news here is Trump being uh, booked uh, and arrested. Um, this is a dark stain on our country that, um, that getting legal advice uh, from your attorneys uh, is now worthy of being criminalized. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, how does that, I mean, tell me, how does that work? If you were arrested for something and you got legal advice, or, or even before you're arrested, you got legal advice from your attorney about a particular thing. 
Okay. You're supposed to trust that attorney that they know what they're talking about from a legal point of view. Mm -hmm. So why are you held? So why are you held criminally liable or even civilly liable (laughs) for the error of an attorney? Okay. And that's assuming that there is an error. And and look, Mike, we could go all night long. Look, and, and it's that's true, right. and it's yeah. th- that's the thing is too. It's it's about being innocent until proven guilty, and there were no crimes here. This is a persecution. It, it really is, no. and that we're losing our whole system of law and order. And this has been coming for a while. It's not overnight, but Mike, I'm go- I'm going to go ahead and let you go because we just we have other things we got to get to. But I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yep. Alrighty. So look, I, there there is a, a big point here about the fact that. In this country, you have rights that come from God. You're, you're ultimately, your rights, they're, they're God-given. They come from the creator of the heavens and the earth and all of us embodied souls. And the government is supposed to be there to protect those rights and to make sure that we uphold certain moral principles, like the principle of being innocent until proven guilty. But that doesn't matter when you have an entire group of people in positions of power who are politically motivated in unison and willing to bend the rules or rewrite the rules or intimidate witnesses or do whatever it takes to completely undermine somebody's agency, take away their freedoms, take away their constitutional rights, and basically treat them as as something of a terrorist simply because this person is popular. Trump's powerful. He's still relevant. He got tens of millions of votes in 2020 and he i believe he'd get 75 plus million votes if he were on the ballot and we had the election tomorrow but i don't know what that election is really going to look like and it's very funny that someone like fanny willis just four years ago was saying we have to have quote a team of lawyers looking over every single ballot that is cast a team of lawyers and start in georgia because georgia could decide the entire fate of the nationwide election so fanny willis is out they're saying we need all of these election integrity laws that Democrats are railing against and saying this is how Republicans are trying to overthrow our precious democracy. But at this point, people say democracy so much, it really just doesn't have the same weight to it anymore. You know what I mean? Like people just throw out the word democracy when they describe Ukraine. It's a perfect democracy. Never any corruption. New York Times said it was super, super corrupt five years ago, but today, no corruption at all. It's the epitome of a healthy, well-functioning democracy, and so was this country and any other country that we can turn into a leftist puppet state for people or groups like USAID or these radical George Soros types who, by the way, funded Fannie Willis, who campaigned on a personal vendetta against Donald Trump and on the idea and promise of persecuting him once she was in power. So we have someone who's, again, this is supposed to be you know, there's going to be a trial. It's supposed to be a free and fair and speedy trial before a jury of his peers. What, what, what do you think are the chances that Donald J. Trump is going to get a fair trial from people who admittedly have a personal grievance with him? And that's the only reason why they're doing this. And that's why they're doing it ahead of the next election. How can we expect this to actually result in any real justice? Right. What's the and it makes me wonder. Look, I, I think that Trump's legal team has it made for them. I I have no doubts that Trump's legal team is going to be working around the clock to make sure that they get this case. I don't know if they can get it tossed out or thrown out, but I I tell you what, just even listening to Trump last night, I don't know if you guys caught it. I caught it. I watched the whole thing. Then I had a glass of water and I rewatched it and then I rewatched it again. And I was, I was laughing so hard that I was actually crying. And and it, there was also a, a lot of seriousness to it because when I'm looking at these debate candidates, like I don't want to rail on them, but Tim Scott, Chris Christie, 
see Nikki Haley, it's very difficult for me to take these candidates seriously because they just don't seem like serious people and they don't they're not talking about issues that I care about. Nobody's talking about the indoctrination in public schools. Nobody's talking about the fact that we're giving out life altering and, and harmful puberty blockers to little kids at, at drag shows. or Like no one's talking about these social culture war issues. And that's really what I want to hear about right now is these moral issues from Republicans. And Donald Trump gave us a lot of things when he was president, but notably he gave us three America first constitutional originalist Supreme Court justices. He gave us Neil Gore. Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. And those people have undone things like affirmative action. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. So if people are looking for a reason to vote for Trump again, I don't think I need to give them to you. I don't think he needs to go debate or explain himself. But one of the reasons and one of the things I'm most grateful to him for are all of the Supreme Court nominees. Because those people are doing the they're doing the Lord's work right now, um, and it's a refreshing sight to see. Considering that we're just losing our system of law and order, so I, I don't know what this what this is going to lead to, but I certainly hope that people like well, I guess Vivek and Ron DeSantis. Uh, I hope that they will put their weight behind Donald Trump and put the petty election fighting aside. Look, I, I, they can pretend to to you know hate each other, but look, if we're in the same movement, make a, make America great again. We should all be opposed to this kind of tyranny. This needs to stop right now, and and we need to be the people that make it stop. So we're we're going into a break, everybody. Look, we're going to be talking about Vivek when we come back, and we're going to be, we're going to play some clips for you. So it's all very juicy stuff. You won't want to miss it. So again, we're going into a break, but I'll see you afterwards. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. There we go. We got some nice piano music. That, that's a good feel. I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good, everybody. I don't know if you're feeling good on this Friday Eve at the Answer San Diego. Filling in, uh, this is Riley Lewis filling in for Andrea Kay, of course, on the Andrea Kay Show, which is the best, best, best and brightest show in radio. So please make sure that you listen and tell your friends and your family and your coworkers because there's never a dull moment. I, I got to tell you, me and DJ Potato Skins, we are having a blast. And we're going to bring him in in a little bit because I want to get his take on some stuff. So... We're going to go ahead and look at some clips again from last night. Tucker Carlson, who I think is one of the most prominent and most interesting investigative journalists that we really have. You know, look, when I was a kid, I mean, I think we all, you know, like to look up to journalists and people in the media. There's a lot of responsibility that you have in the media, you know, and, and our media didn't used to be this this silly and this ridiculous. You know, people used to take the media very, very seriously, and, and it wasn't just a political tool. Don't get me wrong, there's always been slant and propaganda and smear jobs, and we can talk about that, but I, I do think that it's important to recognize for all of the muck and the mayhem and the media and the propaganda and the gaslighting and the grandstanding, I do think that there are some stars that shine very, very bright, because in a world of propaganda, telling the truth is basically an act of revolution. And I think that Donald Trump is doing that. I think Tucker Carlson is doing that. And I don't think that you're seeing any of that coming from the corrupt left. People that are trying to shut down inquiry, shut down debates. The DNC, they're not even going to have debates, by the way. I mean, obviously, I'm not a Democrat, but I think it's interesting. They're not even going to have debates, allegedly. I don't know. That That's just that's the word around the water cooler. I'm jumping in here real quick because they don't want to have debates, Riley, and I'll tell you why. Because they know, regardless, on the conservative side, if you agree with everything RFK Jr. says or not, 
He is a shining light on censorship and what's really going on, and he would destroy them. And it's it's very, very important because he's out there talking about vaccine injuries just as they're starting to get going with mask mandates, or, you know, the, the mask mandates and the vax mandates. And there's some colleges, one university, small town, Podunk, Atlanta uh, college, where they're actually, you know, making sure that they're going to have people quarantine and social distance and do all the stuff before we get going into the next fall semester. But I, I don't want to get down the, the COVID rabbit hole too too much but you're right rfk is he's he's just as dangerous he's, he's not as dangerous as trump but he's a power player he's not messing around old school democrat old school democrat who wants to rein in the deep state and some of the government corruption and he's willing to debate with just about anybody including joe rogan and yeah, I, I don't agree with him on everything but i respect him uh, that's right he's a respectable politician and i think he's the most respectable politician to come out of the democrat party in a long 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 time so i I think people see that and uh he's got something of a charm that makes him very dangerous to the old guard of nancy pelosi and (laughs) john podesta and you know all the establishment democrats that have a financial invested interest and political interest in making sure that he doesn't get in front of a microphone so uh speaking of the corrupt left let's go ahead and hear what trump has to say about this with tucker carlson clip five please there started with protests against you massive protests organized protests by the left, and then it moved to impeachment twice, and now indictment. I mean, the next stage is is violence. Are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you, honestly? Uh, They're savage animals. They are people that are sick, really sick. You have great people in the Democrat Party. You have great people that are Democrats. Most of the people in our country are fantastic, and I'm representing everybody. I'm not just Republicans or conservatives. I represent everybody. I'm the president of everybody. But I've seen what they do. I've seen the lengths that they go to. When they make up the Russia, 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 when that's exposed and they go down, and Barr should have gone after them, and other people should have gone after And they did very late because the Durham report came out. It was fairly good. It could have been a lot tougher, I guess, but it was fairly good. But it explained how corrupt it was. Uh, I'll tell you who did a great job was the Inspector General Horowitz. He did a phenomenal report. You didn't have to go to Durham. He did it on Comey and on, I guess, McCabe and some others. And it was a vicious, it was basically a true report how bad they are. But these people are sick people. These are people that uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. I think they hate our country. You want to know the truth. When you see open borders, when you see these policies that they have and so many other things, it's so sad to see. Has anything gotten better since Biden has been in office? I mean, I, I wonder. I can't what, think of one. Like, is there any, any any remarkable difference in your life that's actually positive? Are people benefiting from this economy and from the border situation and from sending all of our money to Ukraine while Maui burns? Is this is this what the is this the best that Democrats have to offer? I mean, they're going to run him again, right? Joe Biden's going to be the nominee in twenty twenty four unless something happens at the last minute, but. If it's a Biden-Trump rematch, what do you think is going to happen, DJ Skins? Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, they've had four years to figure out this election stuff, and I think they know that they have to get Trump behind bars because that is their last play. 
Trump is going to win big, and no matter how much they cheat, Hugh Hewitt, one of the people here at Salem, wrote an excellent book many years ago, and I always quote it, if it's not close, they can't cheat. And if Trump win, if Trump is allowed to run, it won't even be close. We're talking Reagan landslide. <laughs> and you'll all recall that Ronald Reagan, not only did he win every single state the first time around, but he won all but just one state because that was the home state of his opponent in 1984. So that was a uh, Reagan really did sweep the country with an incredible landslide victory and i haven't seen that kind of energy in a long time and i think well, that yeah, trump Cameron is a little bit earlier on and, and i and i really think personally deep in my heart this move today you see the mugshot of trump i think this is going to really tell americans those that really may they're not involved politically but that you know they are going to vote People are tired of it. That they they they're tired of the nonsense, and they say, you know what? It's pretty obvious what side I'm on this, and that's the side of right and the side of history. And they're going to vote Trump. Absolutely, they are. I mean, it's funny because Trump just uh, for the first time in two years, everybody, he's back on X. Well, he, for the first time, he's on X, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. The uh, the app formerly known as Twitter, and his post has got nearly 5 million views just of the mugshot. And like we were saying earlier, this is not a surrender. The media is going to tell you it's a surrender. The media is going to make it out to seem like Fannie Willis has got this in the bag. But they said the same thing about the Hunter Biden plea agreement, and that fell apart as soon as it went before a judge who's worth their own salt because they realized there was sweeping, unprecedented immunity to protect him from any other other future crimes. So basically, his legal team was asking for a get out, of j- get out of jail free card while also trying to make sure that Donald Trump actually gets into jail so they can engineer the next election. So I, I'm really tired of the election fraud and this this emboldened, corrupt. I want to say it's just leftists, but even people like Mike Pence are letting this happen. Even some people who call themselves Republicans are sitting here and they're letting it happen. And that was his right hand man. So how am I supposed to have any faith in these milk toast, moderate, you know, center right Republicans when they don't have the stones to stand up for this republic when it really matters? I don't know. I, it's it's really quite a quite a puzzle, and it's not. Did something- you see the ad with one minute to go on air? Q, by the way, did you see the ad? Andrew and I played it on the show. He's sitting here. He's trying to say he's for the American people. He focuses on the economy. He's filling up his gas truck. Uh, video that he forgot to actually notice. He didn't select the fuel grade. It's beeping in the background. <laughs> Good going, Mike. Good going, Mike. You, uh, you, sir, might just be the stupid person of the week. There's a lot of them. It's always hard to pick. But in my mind, and it's hard, you know, we still have Friday. It's, it's only Friday Eve, so there's still time. But I think that Mike Pence just might be the stupid person of the week. Um, if he's not, if it's not him, it's probably Fannie Willis. But the smart person of the week, Tucker Carlson, the smart person of the week, Donald J. Trump. And I think both of them are making very, very smart moves tactically. Not going to that debate was an incredibly smart decision because it sent a message to the American people. Trump is confident in his performance. His record speaks for itself, and he's busy right now trying to defend himself. And again, they're really going after us. They're going after you. He's just in the way. All right, everybody. This is The Answer San Diego, AM 1170, coming into the bottom of the first hour. But please, we got a whole another hour and a lot to cover, so please stick around. Star General, 
Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.